With 80 plus episodes in the vault and more than $3 million in total compensation increases received by The Secrets Village, KP and PR are still dropping jewels. Secrets continues to validate that you are not crazy with the challenges faced in trying to reach and exceed your career aspirations. A listener describes Secrets as helping to pinpoint areas I need to develop in conversations I never knew I needed to hear. And season five will definitely not disappoint as they continue to deliver secrets on how to advocate for yourself, how to become a better ally, and how to increase your market value by building generational wealth. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have paid their dues to reach the top of corporate America, and they want to share their stories with you to transform your journey. And this groundbreaking podcast challenges you, as well as corporate America, to be better and do better. KP and PR will bring you more tips and tricks on how to advance your career. So fill up those cups and welcome to season five. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Secrets Podcast. Now, I could be selfish right now and start telling y'all what's on my mind. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check on my brother first. KP, <laughs> what is going on with you, my man? What's happening, PR? It's so good to be here today. And that, as we think about season five, so far it, it has all been about bringing systemic issues that black people face to the forefront so that we can all sit in it for a moment, right? Because we need to sit in it if we're going to make progress. Because if we're not solving for some of the most oppressed, we will not make progress at the end of the day. And as I reflect on this past summer... Mm. The most significant moments actually happen via the Supreme Court decisions. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was just crazy what happened this year. The Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade with its rigged 6-3 conservative majority also expanded the rights of gun control owners to carry firearms in public, strengthened the role of religion in public life and sharply curtailed the federal government's power to combat climate change of all things. I mean, what is going on, right? (laughs) And each of these decisions has a greater than average impact on marginalized communities, thus impacting our ability to build generational wealth. Yeah, this right here is a fine print effery that we talk about all all the the time, time, right? Like, so again, we're talking about decisions being made and folks who aren't up to speed don't even know why they're being made right. or even how they impact them. Mm-hmm. So look, KP, man, whew, you know, ain't that a lot, man? It is. It's, I <laughs> mean, that's a lot to take here. It is. It is. Like, so again, as Chuck D said back in the day, I got so much trouble on my mind. Yes. Refuse to lose, right? Mm-hmm. But once again, you know, you are so on point with your thoughts. I mean, we talk all the time about external static And these Supreme Court decisions just further exasperate the hurdles that our people have to overcome just to get ahead. Just get ahead. You know, not even just to get ahead, just break even, you know, sometimes, right? People always wonder what the hell all of this has to do with moving up the corporate ladder. Uh, Okay, like y'all get emotional, but how does (laughs) got anything to do with moving up the corporate ladder? Well, depending on your point of view on these items, you may alienate yourself in conversation with your coworkers, depending on your point of view, you know, that is, or you could even end up having your first amendment, your freedom of speech challenged. If you voice your displeasure in a much larger manner or platform. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> okay. We've all been at them parties where somebody say some slick shit and you're like, 
Hmm. Uh, yeah, or you see some stuff in the comments on LinkedIn, Facebook, or whatever. So this has everything to do with how you climb the corporate ladder with respect to how you process and speak about issues just like this. Yeah, for sure. And not only is this happening in the broader world that we live in, it happens daily to marginalize people in the workplace, as you were just talking about. I mean, as simple things as just being in a little small group and you the only, yeah. and somebody starts bringing up something political, mm-hmm. how do you react to that? You know? Or, 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 or do you even? Or do you even react? Mm-hmm. But even the fact that it came up, yeah. you know, says something. And how you react to it is one of those little tests at the end of the day to see how loyal you are or how you're going to fit in mm-hmm. with the group and go along with the situation yep. at the end of the day. And, and again, the decision that you make, whether to speak or to not speak, can impact your ability to move up in corporate America. Totally, totally. And it's crazy. Like, over the past five to six years, it's like Frankenstein has escaped the lab, right? <laughs> just he wreaking, on the loose. Wreaking havoc everywhere. He on just, the loose. Just, just, he on the loose. Just messing everything up. But Frankenstein only going to certain neighborhoods yeah. and communities. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Scared the shit out of people. Yeah. <laughs> And this is, you know, at the end of the day, this is why we started the podcast. Yep. And and this is why we continue to tell our Seekers Village, you are not crazy, Mm-mm. right? Because all of these things are connected. It's all connected. Some people don't see it, but it's connected. It impacts how we show up at work every single day. Every damn day. Every damn day. So, so again, in this episode right here, this is another example of the revolution being televised for you. <laughs> okay. So Keith and I are going to talk about the most major Supreme Court decisions that were rendered this past uh, session and how it impacts our experiences as black and other underrepresented employees. We'll provide receipts on the impact of these Supreme Court decisions on underrepresented employees. And we will close out with a double dose of secrets today. Number one, how to stand up and brace yourself against these decisions so they don't impact your career. And number two, how organizations can do the right thing to build an inclusive environment for their underrepresented employees, given these judicial and political pressures. Yeah. I hope you got a nice, tall, strong drink today, Ricky. Yeah, well, I'm on the second one. You're on the second one. You got me me fired up earlier today. So it's a whole bunch of truth serum up in this one today. (laughs) For sure. And so today, we're just going to dissect, you know, a few of the major Supreme Court decisions that came down uh, this last term and just how they impact marginalized communities because it's it's important to unpack this Mm -hmm. to really understand what's going on here at the end of the day. I'm going to start with the... New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. And in this 6-3 ruling by the court, the court said that law-abiding Americans have a right to carry handguns outside the home for self-defense. The majority opinion that was authored by our uncle, Clarence Thomas, Mm -hmm. struck down a long-standing New York law requiring a special need to carry a weapon and put at risk similar laws that are in place around concealed carry in Maryland, California, New Jersey, Hawaii, and Massachusetts. I mean, so look, at the end of the day, we're talking about the impact of guns on marginalized communities. So think about this just point of view or perspective. Gun violence is already an issue in these communities abroad. Yes. Okay? And this law will not minimize negative impacts that people, because I know sometimes people don't say it's about the guns, it's about the people. Right. But this won't 
minimize the negative impacts that people and guns cause from the lack of regulations that appear to now actually be expanding, continuing to expand. Yes. In a time when we should be really trying to figure out how to how to mitigate. Yes. You, you know, the violence we're talking about now, there's more options and reasons and whys mm-hmm. for you to be able to continue. Conceal. <laughs> exactly. Like conceal carry. Yeah. Outside your home. And it's like that. It's crazy. And, and think about how ridiculous the argument was surrounding George Zimmerman's right to carry a gun and stand his ground. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, after he murdered Trayvon Martin. You know, this ruling increases the likelihood of something like this happening to other young black boys and other BIPOC individuals. Right. Because. All mamas, all black mamas, mm-hmm. <laughs> Latina mamas, yeah, be worried about if they baby gonna come home tonight when they go out. Look, the fear of being shot or having like a family member killed, like impacts your ability to do your thing at the job. Right, for sure. Right. This is another thing right here. Absolutely, because if your boy isn't home at, you know, one o'clock in the morning. That's affecting your sleep. Yep. All of those things. And then you got to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and be ready for work and be on. And somebody it, ask you about the TPS reports again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's hard. It's man, hard. Man. So this is how it's connected, if you were wondering. Yeah. Just as one example. Well, look, well, another example. So we, we let's, let's talk about like West Virginia versus Environmental Protection Agency. So in another six to three ruling, I mean, you're starting to sense like a pattern, mm-hmm. you know, here with the numbers. Mm-hmm. The court rolled back the Environmental Protection Agency's ability to reduce the carbon output of, exist- of existing power plants, thus risking putting the United States even further off track from the goal of running the nation's power grid on clean energy by 2035. Now, look, you over here probably talking about they over here, juice and drinks, stay over mm-hmm. here, you know, eating healthy. They doing these things. Because we have been conditioned, again, not to really even pay attention. Absolutely. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, to this stuff. And you think about, where do our people live? Yes. Where do we yes. live? And we've talked about this before in terms of redlining mm-hmm. and poor communities. All these communities are usually in these environments. they next to polluting factories, yep, yep. you know, refineries. They near the, the chemical companies that are polluting in the, in the water, yeah. you know, that's near our homes. The air quality sucks. The water sucks. Yep. All these things. We live in toxic wastelands. Yeah, and we're talking about pre-gentrified right. toxic wastelands, exactly. right? Because once we get that property value down to zero. Right. And then we, they come in and scoop the shit up. Oh, yeah, and turn it into premier land where they walk dogs at night. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And then they got got new pipes and then shut the factories down and all the other shit. Yeah, yeah. They don't have gun violence over there. Sure. They don't have potholes and there's no dumping. There's no homeless over in those areas. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about how this how this this ruling impacts that. Yes. You know, and again, this further widens the gap. Yes. You know, here. And just think about, you know, some of those toxic wastelands and some of those areas that you speak about. Did it sound like reminiscent you know, to some of the um, the impacted areas from Hurricane Katrina, oh boy, or the Flint, Michigan, you know, water uh, crisis, yep. water crisis, or let's even take it back even further than that, like when we're talking about building highways, mm-hmm. you know, and where those highways, you know, were built, yes, in our communities, in our communities, so that's they right, and all the gas fumes and everything else that's coming into our communities, yes, so that all everybody can drink, breathe clear air in the hills and in the suburbs, yeah. Yeah, so again, this is when we're trying to like make this make sense, 
This is how it impacts us. Right. At the end of the day. Let's look at the third case, Carson versus Mankin. In this case, a six to three majority. Wow, what a surprise. What a surprise. Invalidated a main tuition program ruling that the state cannot bar religious schools from receiving public grants extended to other private schools. And Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, in writing for the majority, said that the tuition program, quote, promotes stricter separation of church and state than the Constitution requires. <sighs> What the hell does that mean? Yeah, it look. So I think <laughs> if we're talking about an impact, you know, here it's look, it's allowing anti-LGBTQ plus private schools, schools that have outwardly discriminated against, whether that be through tuition or other rulings, to be able to receive public funds. Like they they can't get no money. So basically it's like if you don't believe what we believe, mm-hmm. you ain't gonna get no money. Yeah. <laughs> now I don't know about you all, but some of us had to work through college, yes. right? And if if you didn't work through, if you weren't able to get the money that you needed from working, you had to like apply for grants mm-hmm. or, or different scholarships that the school had and they got their money from the government or from other programs. Mm-hmm. Now what we're saying is you won't be able to have those grants mm-hmm. available mm-hmm. to you. Yep. <laughs> and so if you can't afford to go to school, if you're LGBTQ plus or whatever it is, you know, like if you if you don't have the money or the resources to be able to do that, then guess who ends up not being able to go to school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, and if you think about the history of private schools, we call them independent schools now, yeah, yeah, yeah. nowadays. <laughs> but I mean, the whole history of those schools were designed to avoid things like desegregation Mm -hmm. and designed to get around anti-discrimination laws at the end of the day. So why, why does the public need to give you money to, 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 to to, to push those, those, those things? Yeah. Give you money. I'm already not welcomed. Right. Now I'm supposed to give you money to continue making me be unwelcome. Exactly. Ain't that about a oxymoron right there. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. Pay you to keep discriminating against me. Right. Hey, that's <laughs> Man, I didn't heard it all. <laughs> I didn't heard it all. So look, like Keith, the last one we'll say here, and again, we just picked out a few of the major ones that yep. uh, did just uh, took place, but there's a theme here that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. So in Dobbs versus Jackson, Women's Health Organization, now this is the doozy, yes. you know, here, in its most monumental case of the year, the court ruled to overturn Roe versus Wade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so here it is. We got white men. Mm-hmm. Let's call it what it is. Yes, right. Let's call it what Ma- it make, is. Making decisions for women. For women. In terms of what you can do to your body. Your yes. body. We're your talking body. about. Your health care. Y- y- choice. Right. <laughs> you know, here, right? Like, and the impact of this is just so great. Because, again, here it is. We don't want anybody, if we if we keeping it 100. We don't want anybody to tell you that you got to get vaccinated. But I am going to tell you that you can't do something to your body in terms of like, you know, abortion. Right. Like It's crazy. I mean, you, you we're talking about the rules apply to... He, he who has the goal makes the rules. For sure. All the time. <laughs> Every time. And this is like the classic case of that too. And you just think about the impact on, on marginalized people. Yeah. Just the fact that the the 
access to health care to begin with is already is already compromised. Mm-hmm. The cost of health care is already compromised. Mm-hmm. The trade-offs between having a kid and being able to pay your bills or have food on the table or keep a house over your mm-hmm. head, all of these things indirectly play into this ruling at the end of the day. And we're not even talking about what race gets the most abortions. Right. We're not even talking about that. Right. Okay, this is not even about like a race thing it per se. It. It because is. that right. in itself, if you if you look that up, I'm just telling you Secrets Village, if you look that up, that'll be another moment of clarity, yes. you know, for you of why they don't want you to kill certain babies yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. And and it's, you know, it's it's disappointing. <laughs> I don't even know how, what else to yeah. say yeah. about it that. It is. It's just like, Just when you wow. thought it couldn't get any worse. Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look, I think, you know, we talked about a few of these these pieces here in terms of like this, the sum total, how it impacts everyone. But let's just even dive down a little bit further, right? This ruling, how it impacts the careers of women. Mm-hmm. Women. Women. Okay, because right. we're not even talking about irresponsibility. Right. We're not talking about any of those types of things, right? We're not even talking about the cost for an organization now, you know, that, that will have to, like, have benefits programs updated by state. We're not talking about what this is going to look like if you're now your company can be perceived as a red state right. or blue blue state like supporter. We're talking about how this impacts the the careers of women, you know, who, you know, may not be able to take time off of work in their new role right now, right? Or, you know, may not just want to have a baby. Yeah. You know, uh right now. Like all of those types of things. We're not talking about how it impacts them. This is a real big decision. Like, why should I be able to tell a woman what she can and what she should be doing? For sure. And things like childcare. Hello? Right? I mean, it costs like $1,200 a month for childcare. Yeah. And that was before the gas was $100 a gallon. You know what I'm saying? That's right. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's just all, all the things that are wrapped up into this that the decision makers don't think about and yeah. think about the ongoing effects. And that's kind of the story of being a marginalized person. Yeah. The folks making the decisions really don't think about the impact that all the layers of impact that it can have on and those who are um, impacted. Yeah. For whatever reason, it makes them feel morally good or this, that, and that, because mm-hmm. it's not really impacting them. Right. It really isn't. It isn't. At the end of the, day. The end of the day. They make the rules, keep keep it pushing. Oh, you oh, you still talking about that? Mm-hmm. That's long gone. <laughs> yeah, we've decided. That's right. <laughs> and and a lot of this whole thing that you know, these cases that we just pointed out, and we didn't even talk about the one on, on COVID where the Supreme Court said that uh, you know, Biden couldn't put mandates in place for companies to be able to require vaccinations and Mm -hmm. testing to keep the public safe right right i mean what the hell but but again it's it's like we're we're moving the goalpost here you know because of what i believe right you know what i mean we're Mm -hmm. talking about like the right for you to choose about your body the right for us to keep people safe the right like oh no, 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 no. That's not important. Like what what like what I want for you is this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and that gets us to like this whole concept of like Trumpian in the workplace. Yeah. And yeah, we go in there. Mm-hmm. You know, that not to be overly political, but 
it's just like over the last five, six years, it's like the dynamic has changed yep. because of, you know, one person and and what they've espoused or unleashed, the Frankenstein yep. who has been released from the lab. And and Ricky, recently I was reading an article in Diversity Threads by Jorge Prospeci, and he was just talking about what job seekers are looking for in employers kind of contrasted with the Trumpian environment that we live mm-hmm. in today, right? And he defined Trumpism as a propensity to promote disinformation, absolutism, obstruction, chaos, corruption, mania for power and control, nepotism, and neutrality at best on issues such right. as racism, sexism, xenophobia, gun violence, white supremacy, and domestic violence. Right. Yeah, that's everything. <laughs> that's everything, right? <laughs> it's just like you ignore shit that you want to ignore. Yeah. And you double down on the crazy, mm-hmm. on the Frankenstein at, at at the end of the day. And also, it just goes further to say, Trumpism now lingers by holding on desperately to an ideology that caters to the fail-safe 1%. Yeah. The 1%. Yep. Mm-hmm. We talk about that a lot. And supporters looking to recapture 20th century delusions of racial supremacy, isms, and phobia. I mean, a.k.a. trying to make America great again. There you go. That's what it's all about, <laughs> right? That right, ide- right. ideology was founded in the, the 1930s through the 50s as a dogma of strong men, big lies, and delusional realities that have always been out of step with mm-hmm. what, where we are today in the 21st century, right? And this is a sharp contrast to current job seekers who, when they're surveyed and they're asked about, what are the top things that you care about in a company when you're looking for a job? The number one thing that they say is diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Uh-huh. Followed by transparency, respect, Meaningful work, recognition, and reward for a job well done. So we're living in this world where you got all of this Trumpian shit going on, but people are looking for something totally different when it's like coming to where they want to work. Right, right. And we're talking about that 1%. So we're talking about all these people who who believe differently, you know, than the 1%. So look, I I mean, I, I look at it like this, KP. I mean, like, damn, like... You just took it there, like at the end I of the day, there, right? Yeah. Like you just you just took it down. Like everything is named in that, like whole Trumpism, right? That whole way of thinking. And in this case, we have all of the information that tells us what job seekers are looking for, and therefore things should change. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's more people looking for jobs than there are jobs available. That's let's, right. let's let's be honest, right? So if that's the case, then it's it's like a job seekers market. You know what I mean? It's like oh, a totally buyer's yeah. market yeah. when you're trying to buy a home. Like, hey, you got to fix that shit before I buy it. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. So you need to fix some of these things before I come on board here. But check this other perspective out. There is still a very large percentage of old school leaders. And I'm, and I'm throwing old school in there, Keith, where it's like 59 to 60 plus, yeah. you know, around there, right? They're still out there right now. And they think like the qualities the job seekers are looking for in a company aren't really that important, okay? Oh, yeah. It's it's almost like, and the leaders firmly believe that their way of thinking as the leader should be adopted by everyone. Right. Damn the data. Damn the data. Because <laughs> when you look at the first two things, diversity and inclusion, yeah. transparency, yeah. respect, <laughs> meaningful work, recognition, 
They don't give a shit about yeah, yeah. Tell me, let me let me tell you what I want to focus. That's on. right. Let me tell you what I want to focus on. I want to focus and, on the bottom line. Exactly. And and it plays out even in the political. I mean, look at our political leaders. They're mm-hmm. all in their seventies and eighties. Yep. Still trying to run things. Still trying to run things. Where you got like three quarters of the population, you know, younger than them, mm-hmm. and like like let's move on. Let's move the needle. So it's 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 just crazy. And the impact of all of this is that all of this. External static, and we've been talking about this since we launched yep. this podcast. You know, it's like being on a hamster wheel at the end of the day, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And all the stress of it causes issues that are not just physical, but they're just mentally exhausting. It's like when you think about beating you down mentally, and, and around every turn you go, you're taking an L. Pretty soon, you just stop trying. Yeah, some people give up. Just stop trying, right? But the moral. You know, to the story for me, man, is we as black, BIPOC, and marginalized people, we have to. I mean, I, if I could say this with all caps, mm. it would be have to get on code. Everybody doing the same thing here in terms of accountability, holding leaders accountable, and figure out how to process what just happened, figuring out how to speak about it, and ultimately how to impact the sustained changes that we all want to see. Yeah, yeah. Because if shit it's was true. happening the right way, Keith, there wouldn't be no secrets. There, there wouldn't be no secrets. That's right. Wouldn't be no secrets to tell. That's right. no secrets to tell, right? But you know, you think about it, Keith. I know people thinking, ah, here go KP and PR again, getting all emotional and telling us what they think. And they always got all these guests on. They think the same way. Look, y'all, we just trying to just deliver the facts for you. And this is a part of the show when we transition into the receipts to show you that you're not crazy, and you know KP and PR ain't crazy. We ain't crazy. <laughs> right? That's right. So today we're going to share some receipts about the impact that these Supreme Court decisions could potentially have on marginalized people. So KP, hit us with the first receipt. Yeah, so the first receipt, according to research collected by the Gun Violence Archive, the State of America's Children, and the CDC, mm. black youth account for 38% of all gun homicide fatalities, even though they only account for 2% of the total U.S. population. So I'm not in finance, Keith, but if we're saying 30% of all gun homicide fatalities, and we're saying that we only account for like 2% of the uh, U.S. population, conventional wisdom would say, just keep letting them kill each other. That's right. That's right. But we ain't killing each other. That's a, that's going to be uh-huh. another thing that's going to come up in a minute. And black children and teens have the highest gun death rate at 11.9 per 100,000, followed by Native American kids at 6.4 per 100,000. And black youth are four times more likely to be killed with guns than their white peers. And indigenous and Latinx kids are 2x more likely. Wow. All of this, getting to the point, all of this despite there being no difference in the rate of violent crime within racial groups. There you go. So a lot of this killing is cross-racial. Yep. So when we, we we're th- not killing each other. Right. We're <laughs> <laughs> not don't, killing each other. Right. And that's why these concealed carry laws are so dangerous for people of color, particularly black folk, because we're on... on I don't even know. We got a target on our back. I don't yeah. know how else yeah. to say it. Yeah, we're making people nervous. I was Make in fear it. of my life. Right. You know, I thought he was doing exactly. something. I need to stand my ground. Exactly. Exactly. So what we're saying is that law 
in in, uh, in itself, that ruling in its in itself puts us in more danger. Boom, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> makes me nervous. And our kids are more danger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes 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 me nervous. Look, receipt number two. The EPA released a report last year that uncovered how climate change disproportionately impacts marginalized communities, meaning underserved communities who are least able to prepare for and recover and recover from heat waves, poor air quality, flooding and other impacts. In fact, when looking at six types of climate impacts, that be uh, air quality and health, extreme temperatures and health extreme temperatures and labor, coastal flooding and traffic, coastal flooding and property, and inland flooding and property. I mean, that's the gamut. Black people are projected to face higher negative effects of climate change on all six of these factors than any other group. As an example, with a 3.6 degree increase in temperature, black folks are 40% more likely to currently live in those areas with the highest projected increases in extreme temperatures related to death. Okay, so all I'm going to say is one thing, and it's going to be provocative. Global warming is a hoax. (laughs) Man, come on, (laughs) Like, I mean, we're giving you fact here that tells you it is not, and we're telling you who is impacted Who's impacted? Who is impacted? But that's why shit ain't moving either. Yeah, because it ain't it ain't impacting them at the same rate, right? Because you remember you 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 remember when we was first talking COVID and when we was talking like black and brown people. Yep. You know pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. You, we'll get we'll get around to that we'll around to, to that, that end, you know when we get to it. But then when white people started dying, right? When they started getting impacted, when companies started losing money, mm-hmm. you know, all of those types of things start happening, and we we really need to solve this problem. Yeah, shit change, <laughs> shit change. And I'm gonna pile on on this EPA report because the report also concluded that Latinos have high participation in weather exposed industries like construction and agriculture, mm-hmm. and thus are 40 percent more likely to live in areas with the highest projected reduction in labor hours due to extreme weather temperatures. They get impacted. That's right. Native Americans are 48% more likely to currently live in areas where the highest percentage of land is projected to be inundated due to sea level rise. And Asians are 20% more likely to currently live in coastal areas with the highest projected increases in traffic delays from climate-driven changes in high tide flooding. And finally... The report found that those with low incomes or without a high school diploma are 25% more likely to live in areas with the highest projected losses of labor hours due to climate change. Again, it's a hoax, right? Global warming is a hoax. It's a hoax. <laughs> so, we, again, we have the data. That's we, right. we have the data, Keith. Yeah. And we're still disregarding it. It's not even important. It's not even important. But all these people... Are getting impacted. That's right. And you notice the trend and what those people look like. Yeah. Melanin. Hello. <laughs> melanin. My, my old friend Melanin. <laughs> look, man. Receipt number four. And the issue of abortion, I get it. It's it's really complex. Okay. It's, it's absolutely complex and it's not as cut and dry. Well, it actually is cut and dry. Just leave people yeah. alone. Let them make the decision for themselves. That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. But it's a little complex the way everything gets uh, in, entailed. The issue of pregnancy and childbirth affect things like food access, access to a living wage, access to insurance, the ability to support your family. So research from CDC and the Department of Health and Human Services show that racial and ethnic minorities often receive lower quality health care than white women. 
I know that's probably not a surprise, but this is the receipt that shows it to you. Black and Latino women are more likely than white women to experience health complications during pregnancy and childbirth. And black women died of maternal causes at nearly three times the rate of white women in 2020. Mm. Three times. Three times. Black women alone. Okay. The CDC also reports that unintended pregnancies increase the risk of poor maternal and infant outcomes. This makes access to all healthcare options critical for women of color. I ain't got nothing else to say. There ain't about nothing that else one. to say. Again, it the, the the receipt is what the receipt is. That's receipt not, is that's what not the Ricky and KP being dramatic about shit. That's, right. that's, that's, that's the data. Yeah. That's the data. Now I'll build on a little bit on receipt number five, what you're just talking about, because access to reproductive health care has huge financial implications as well. Pregnancy and childbirth can cost thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And black and Latinx people are 1.8 and 1.5 times as likely to be in poverty than white people. And we've talked about the wage gap with white women earning 65 cents and Latina women earning 57 cents of every dollar a white man makes. No, that was black women. Black that, women, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Black women, I'm sorry. Earning 65 cents. Yep. All of this impacts the ability to pay for insurance, yeah. childcare, food, housing, transportation, and everything else that's going on at <laughs> right. the end of the day. Yeah. So yeah. this decision is not just about some, uh, uh, a moral thing. Yeah. There's health implications and long-term financial implications as well that go into all of this equation. And remember when we were talking about the red line and we were talking about Starting the race in the red. Mm-hmm. Like you're not even starting at an even keel right. with someone else. So we're saying at birth, you don't even have the same health care. You don't even have the same any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about not even like money-wise, like your, your, your parent is not even making the same amount of money as other women right. who have less melanin in their skin than them. Mm-hmm. Like you already starting, you know, at, at a deficit. Right. Come on now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so look, I know we've been spending some time, you know, giving our opinions and showing the receipts. And I know people thinking, oh, they just pick out the worst shit and then they talk about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just really not it. So what we want to do now is just kind of navigate into the to the to the proactive part of this. And this, these are the secrets. OK, so today we have a double dose of secrets for you. So first, we'll start out by providing um, some secrets on how to stand up and brace yourself against these Supreme Court decisions so they don't impact your career. And then we'll provide more secrets on how organizations can do the right thing to build an inclusive environment for their underrepresented employees, given these judicial and political pressures. So here are the four secrets on how to brace yourself and not wreck your career. And we'll go into them in more detail uh, shortly here. But secret number one, pay attention. Okay. Secret number two, know the potential consequences. Secret number three, build your village. And secret number four, take action. Mm -hmm. And that first secret, pay attention. And just pay attention to the current events surrounding you. Just like we've been talking about this whole episode, you think that these decisions don't matter. Mm -hmm. You don't think that the laws that are being passed don't matter. But they do. Mm-hmm. And you need to understand what's going on in the world and how these decisions at the end of the day are going to impact you in 
micro and macro ways mm-hmm. and, and to be engaged and to just just really understand how they could change your life. Yeah, when so we're saying paying attention, it's like like read. Exactly. Like watch the news. Watch the news, all these things. And here's the thing. We know how certain people are hide, are trying to hijack the word woke. Yeah. But we know what the word woke means. And this is what it's all about. When yep. we say stay woke, it's really about staying aware of the mm-hmm. things that are going on around you yeah. so that you don't get your ass eaten up. Yeah, stay awake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so right. again, it like and we'll get into it when we're talking about the take take an action piece here, but you know, this is serious like pay attention. And I think if we double click on that Keith, secret number 2 is know the potential consequences of how this particular static, you know, out there can impact you. Mm-hmm. So again, if they do X, what does that mean to me? Mm-hmm. What does that mean to my family? What does that mean to my nieces, you know, grandkids, whatever it is? Understand how that impacts you. Right. Because a lot of times you're like, ah, that shit don't mean nothing to me. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, ah, that, that ain't my part of town or this, that, and the other. But again, how does that shit impact you? Yes. Like, you got to pay attention to the content. Got to pay attention to it all. And this, the third secret we talk about all the time is building your village. Yeah. Because... We have stressed this, I don't know how many times. <laughs> right, I feel like to. a million. Yeah, It yeah. feels like a million. But we all need a village to provide that psychological safety and yeah. support for our personal and career growth. Yeah. And so when things like this come down, we understand. Mm-hmm. We can read through the lines in terms of what all of these decisions that we went through today and the ones that we didn't go through. Right. We understand. Mm-hmm. What they actually mean to us and how it's actually going to impact our lives in in insignificant or significant ways. And so having people around us who we can process that with yeah. is very, very important. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, and I look at I look at this psychological safety as being a reason why we have secrets. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to be able to talk about the stuff. We know y'all thinking about it. Yeah. OK. But we want to talk about it, give you our point of view or perspective, provide receipts to show that we're not making the shit up and then give you secrets or proactive ways to be able to combat or to deal with this. Like that's what a village, that's a village, you know, that's does. Right. That's, that's what a village does, you know, there. And ultimately like secret number four, after you get that information from your village, we want you to take action, right? Like we don't want you to complain if you're not willing to be a part of the solution with your own sweat equity. You got to put yourself at risk sometimes to do the right thing. Do you know, like, you know, when people say, like, back in the day when you was about to get a whooping, they'd be like, hey, you know, this going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. (laughs) Like, in my mind, I'd be like, I don't know. I don't don't know. I like, I had to go get that switch, right? I had to. I'm the one, you know. But, you know, this is one of those things where if you want things to change, it probably is going to hurt you a little bit more because somebody's got to put their neck out there. Somebody's got to go ahead and build on you know, why we have the Civil Rights Acts and why, like, it was some people who really, really shed some, some blood, uh, like, shed some blood and tears, you know, for us. So it's, it's, it's disrespectful and irresponsible for us not to do anything. So all of these things, and I'm a, this is my last soapbox moment. All of those times when we were talking about doing the right thing and voting and we have Barbara, you know, on the show and... You know, we, we, we did all of these things, right? We're talking about this and we're doing all these posts. And when people say my vote doesn't matter and then you're voting for these local 
municipalities and judges, those individuals that you put in office with your vote or you didn't vote, you know, and they got in there, they keep getting elevated and get promoted, right? So you figure all of these people in these areas where we did not show up to vote, we get results like this. That's exactly right. (laughs) That's exactly right. You can't show up every four years for president because that's really not where it happens. That's not where the the biggest impact in your life is going to be. It's going to be at the local level. So you need to show up for those elections. Yeah, and absolutely. don't skip those boxes on the ballot at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then let's let's switch gears and focus on what organizations mm-hmm. uh, can do to build inclusive environments for their employees despite some of these uh, judicial and political pressures that are in the system. And we have four secrets for organizations that they can take to make the workplace better. The first secret for organizations is really to take a stance that's actually in line with your values. All these companies have all of these flowery value statements and things that they care about and and blah, blah, blah. But let's not repeat the same mistakes that a ton of companies have made in the wake of you know, the social justice and, you know, George Floyd and violence against marginalized groups, the anti-Asian hate, all of these things that have happened in the last few years, it's not enough to, like, make a post or or throw a little money that way. It's really about when these things come up, like the don't say gay bill in Florida, Mm -hmm. when when stuff like that comes up and you say that, you know, you're progressive and, you know, you, you stand up for your LGBTQ employees, but when shit goes down like that, you stay silent. Yeah, you know, Keith, it's like your inability to take a stance. It's actually taking a damn stance. That's right. It's saying something <laughs> to people <laughs> right. at the end of the day. But even even things like the abortion agenda, I mean, it's really, really complex. But it, I'm just saying as a finance person, I don't want to have to deal with 50 different laws on right. the books right. for my employees when it comes to their health care. Yeah. So you need to stand up and say, we need one uniform law. I'm not taking a stance on whether abortion is right or wrong, but this is like going to make my life way more complicated, way more expensive hurt my ability to attract the best employees, to retain the best employees, all of the things. And that's how you got to frame it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, I think that's that's huge because I think ultimately, you know, what you're saying, it kind of dovetails in the secret number two for me. And that's what you spend money on as, as a corporation. You know, it shows your values and what's important to your organization. Absolutely. That's the whole finance for <laughs> yeah, it. It's just yeah. that you, you, you spend what you value. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and again, look, I know how, how I know as an HR professional how hard it is for a company to actually keep covering the majority costs of benefits for employees. Okay. And, and as Newer companies, high-tech companies come into play. They're covering a really large percentage of those benefits. So now you figure, now we can only cover certain things for some folks versus other people. It starts to make it harder for you to even do business, Yes, you know, in those areas, right? And again, we're not talking about, like, if you don't take a stance and you don't donate the money, you know, and do those things, you're actually saying something. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's also like... You can't like hire a chief diversity officer and then give him like a ten thousand dollar budget. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> you don't you, you hire this this leader, but you don't give them the tools or the resources <laughs> or the time 
Right. You know, to actually get it done. To get it done. You check the box because it looked good when you made that uh that that corporate announcement. Right. You know, when you announced it to the board. Right. So that just t- you really don't value it. You're being performative at the end of the day. Exactly. So the third secret for organizations is don't donate to organizations or politicians that are causing harm. We see it all the time. Like, and look, people are good now, Keith. They peel back the onion and be like, oh. You're investing in such and such, or you gave money to X. Right. You you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, don't they also support B, or don't they also do C? Like, it's hard to kind of hide where your where your where your your truths lie. It it is, and it's it it's hard, and I you know, and and it's a hard line to take. But it's like I'm gonna write you a check because you're gonna ensure that. I pay less taxes and I just will disregard the fact that you voted for every anti-LGBTQ piece of legislation that's come through, that you voted against uh, voting rights for for uh, black people, that you voted against, you know, all of these other things that are coming through the system that will allegedly mm-hmm. align with values that you say you espouse. You can't have it both ways. No, no. And especially when your employees have told you, right. your employees and future employees have told you what's important and you still say, nah, we're going to do this. Other That's thing. right. It's all about the money. And so mm-hmm. people see through that and then you wonder why nobody respects your ass. Yeah. The, 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 your glass door numbers are bad. Your right. uh, employee uh, review numbers, you know, are bad or survey or opinion numbers are in the tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say it again. This is it. This is it. No transparency. That's right. So look, the final secret for us is for organizations is provide space for psychological safety and the ability to exercise, you know, employees' First Amendment rights without retaliation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means if there's an ERG event and you're getting ready to go to it. Employee resource group event. Let the employee go to it and don't say, well, you would have known had you been here, you know, or you didn't get this because you were out, you know, doing what was important to you. But this is what was important to the company. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like don't make it taboo for people to get together and talk about how things impact them. Like whether that be a courageous conversation, you know, whatever the case is or individual coming from a marginalized group to talk to the sum total. Don't make that be an ostracized event. That's right. Don't let it be punitive for people, you know, who want to understand their history or what they need to do differently to show up, you know, in the workplace or to be able to get promoted, right? Mm-hmm. These are the things we're talking about in terms of the psychological safety and the ability to speak against, you know, things that impact your community or things that you don't believe in. That's right. And we talked about it earlier. You talked about it earlier, Ricky. It's like, People's careers could be on the line for like saying something that's opposite of where the majority of the group are. Those 60, 70, 80 year old leaders yep, yep. who put something out there and then you disagree with it, that could put your whole career in jeopardy. Yeah. Companies need to create an environment where it's okay to dissent. Yep. Yep. And and it doesn't impact your career. Well, because think about it. Some of these leaders, they've been dissenting with all of us when we yeah. say this is important to me. That's or hey, right. this and they'd be like, that ain't important. Every you know, day. you spend too much time on it. And you know what we've been doing over time? We've been promoting asses. They've been getting promoted. Like it's almost like if you jack this up over here, that's okay. We're gonna you're gonna fail up and we're gonna give you this other thing to do. That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, again, look, I, I, I believe 
you know, in having the freedom of speech, I believe in not being retaliated uh, against you if you professionally and appropriately voice your opinion. But what the reality is, is we know that's not the case. Absolutely. And as we wrap up here, you can find more resources on the receipts we shared today, some of the secrets we gave by going to our website, secrets.com, and looking in those show notes for the episode because there's a lot of rich information in there for you. Absolutely. And look, our Secrets Village, you know, continues just to grow you know, because of the involvement, you know, that that our community has, you know, with each other. So just continue to help us, right? If you if you can do these things for us, we can continue to bring the best guests on the show. We can continue to be involved. We can continue to bring you that hot fire. But help your brothers out by writing a review on Apple or Spotify or joining our LinkedIn group and commenting on our posts, you know, on all your favorite media channels. Those comments, again, they help us out so much because it helps you be seen as a thought leader and it gives you the courage to continue voicing your opinion and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And go buy some merch because every purchase <laughs> helps us help someone get what they deserve because yep. that's helping to feed the bloodline, if you will. And and speaking of getting what you deserve, Rick and I are also locked in. Yeah. 100, 100 about helping you get that coin and getting your seat at the table. So, you know. We're over four million now in total compensation increases. Hell, by the time this episode comes out, we may be even higher. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We got a few people negotiating right, right now. You never, never know. So hit us up if you need coaching or if you need us to come and talk to your organization, your charitable organization, whatever it may be, or Folks who've already gone through it, just refer somebody else to us. We appreciate that, too. We can tell you that the ROI is legit. Yeah. So, so, and the other thing is, as we close out this episode, we want to remind you that you ain't crazy. You crazy. are not crazy. You are not crazy. Again, we know all of the uh, this external static is just one more thing we got to deal with. But we are resilient and strong, and we know you are, too, right? So, we want you just to continue being brave, continue talking about this stuff. And speaking of strong, okay, I need another one of them heavy-handed cocktails KPB pouring, y'all. It's almost like he don't have a wrist or or an elbow when he pours these drinks, y'all. It's like, man, what measuring, measuring my ass. He measures these drinks like your grandmother used to do when she was cooking. She's like, I don't use no measuring. I just I, I dab. I dab yeah, 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 yeah. I just I do this shit to taste, right? And this taste, this drink that I've been uh, sipping on over here for free, I may add, is good. So we're going to. Fill these cups back up and work on some Mohawk fire because, again, we're over here a little heated right now. We, we want to make sure we get it out for y'all. So, again, everybody, thanks for listening to Secrets. And remember, when we share, you transform. Peace, everybody. Out. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed yet another episode of Secrets. In fact, one listener said that with Secrets, I learn new, actionable information listening to KP and PR. I enjoy the balance of data with the testimony of real experience, and we hope you agree. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please show these brothers some love. Subscribe and write a review on our podcast. And last, but certainly not least, elevate your professional game by signing up for our executive coaching services. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Remember, when we share, you transform. Until next time, cheers.